Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Investing Show. And today, I've got one amazing interview with Christian Olivier from the Netherlands. He on Instagram, he's at the Wolf of E-commerce. Go check him out, and then we'll get right to the interview. So Christian, what got you into e-commerce? Well, I actually started with normal commerce when I was younger. I, um, yeah, on my, uh, let's say junior high school or primary school, I used to sell all kinds of stuff. I, uh, yeah, I had a bunch of friends that all got an allowance from their friends or from their parents. Um, and my parents didn't believe in giving an allowance and earning money for yourself and being a 13 year old kid <laughs> you think like what would i do to get money it's it seems like an impossible task so i actually yeah got some free postcards once and uh, i went to the neighbors saw those made a couple of bucks not much but i took that money and i bought some other stuff magnifying <laughs> glasses i bought mice from pet shops I uh, bought some silkworms, those were a trend. <laughs> I, I literally, like, I kept on investing the money back and I sold so many random stuff. Like, I can't even believe it myself. Um, and then, yeah, one time, one of my friends actually called me a, a money wolf because I was just <laughs> trying, <laughs> I was just trying anything to actually get some money. So that's why I dubbed myself the wolf of e-commerce. <laughs> but um, yeah, over the years, I, uh, I learned how to sell. I must say, I actually learned a lot with that because selling is not always that easy. And I must say, I made a bunch of mistakes, especially I went into secondhand trading. And a lot of people, as I was so young, tried to scam me and uh, screw me over. So I must say, the, the experience I got and uh, the lessons I learned were quite valuable. And yeah, after doing normal commerce, doing all kinds of stuff, uh, trading laptops, uh, tablets, cell phones, motorbikes, Xboxes, you name it. If there was something I could make some money on, <laughs> I was doing it. And uh, then I actually discovered that uh, you can sell online. And um, yeah, I, uh, I bought some stuff from yeah, now it's called. Yeah, now you buy from uh, AliExpress, but back then uh, I bought from uh, Alibaba, and I bought in bulk. I really bought a lot of stuff in bulk, and I was too young to have a credit card or bank account, so I actually asked one of my parents to help me with that. And then I sold these, uh, yeah, these camera, these action cameras, these uh, fake GoPros, and those, uh, those were a massive hit and they were worth a lot more back then than they are now. So I, I made, yeah, quite a substantial amount of profit. And then I thought, wow, this is uh, this is really easy. I should explore more roads. <laughs> <laughs> After that, yeah, I must say, I have uh, tried a bunch of products. Some of them failed, some of them were successful. But I think the biggest thing with e-commerce and commerce as a whole is you actually have to try things and yeah it depends on your on your skill but also on the market you know there there might be a big hype right now and you might yeah just order the product at the right time and just make 
an amazing amount of profit with uh, with the ox boards, for example. I don't know if you know those little two wheel yeah. things. Those were a big hit about three years ago. They're still like a big hit and still in like Asia and stuff. Yeah, over there, they're still quite popular, but over here in Holland, those things just boomed. And yeah, together with a friend of mine, <laughs> we actually bought a container full of those stuff and it sold out on five days. Wow. So yeah, and it was insane. Everybody wanted them and sorry, there was there was just this massive, massive hype. And unfortunately, yeah, they are banned in Holland now. So um, luckily I made no money <laughs> before that happened. But um, yeah, the thing with yeah, commerce is you need to either have like a really, really good product that um, that people like, or you need to get on the hype train, let's call it that. And that's like a quick burst and then it drops down again and your timing needs to be perfect with that. Or the third thing. Absolutely. That, yeah. And the third thing actually um, is if you have an on-demand product, something that people always need so let's say for example deodorant um soap toothpaste um like certain household items as things that people will always need no matter if there's a recession if there's a power outage no matter what the circumstances are it's something they will always need and those products are actually what i would say the best products to get in with um, that is if you keep an inventory yourself if you do drop shipping for example then I would say yeah you can do like your playstations and um, mobile phones and stuff like that but the problem with that is if you have your own stock if a new model gets announced or there's an update and your version doesn't get supported anymore anything can happen and then you're stuck with the stock and either you don't sell it or you have to sell it at a loss or yeah worst case break even which is yeah that's not ideal because breaking even is like losing in my opinion <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. so to start off with so how exactly is e-commerce different from drop shipping well the thing is with drop shipping is you sell a product which you don't have um, once you've sold the product and you actually receive the payment, then you buy that product from someone who then either directly ships the product to that person or ships it to you. So I would say, yeah, that, that's like the, the main thing what dropshipping really is and e-commerce is more, I guess dropshipping can fall under e-commerce as well. E-commerce is just selling online electronic commerce that's what the what the yeah. e is for so um yeah drop shipping is just a sub base under e-commerce and what would you say would be better for a beginner who just wants to start off with online business mm, well i personally would not advise you to do drop shipping i know it's a big big trend right now but I have had a, an instance, for example, where I actually, yeah, did uh, get a lot of orders and I placed the order with a merchant in China. And when the person sent the packages, they had all the street names and everything was correct, except the house numbers weren't included. And then you have 
so many unhappy customers and yeah that was just like a total nightmare and some other things you know like if a, if a customer is not happy then that product needs to be sent back and you're the middleman and it's just yeah unless you have like an entire team working for you doing it by yourself it's it's not ideal i would say either um yeah if there's like a big hype or something like the squishy toys last year um get on that because hypes are always always really great to to make some money off or i actually saw yeah this kid that i met the other day what he did is he's selling t-shirts um that have fortnite pictures on them and quotes and dances and <laughs> i mean he's he's killing it <laughs> crazy yeah i mean like yeah that's because fortnite's a big hype so the thing with a hype is like you actually don't have to do the marketing that much yourself um it's like a bigger awareness around that product or that hype at the moment or i would say do it small do some sell something that people like not necessarily something that you just like i would say like ask your friends what do they think about this if you find something cool like um i don't know like a nice phone cover that has more features than a normal phone cover has and it stands out and it really protects your phone you know get a product that you like and that you believe in and just order maybe 10 pieces of that see how it goes and if there's there's a market for it double down you know order a hundred pieces and just uh, just sell it um yeah whatever product you might have there's always someone who's willing to buy it you just need to find that person and convince them to buy it from you <laughs> yeah and talking of the hype train so what is your what are your tips to like you know time the hype train correctly well see the thing is like the the downside of a hype train is if you are really focused on building your business and you're just uh yeah busy with that aspect to, i don't know 12 15 hours a day then like watching youtube or being on instagram or actually like noticing the hype becomes really difficult so that's a problem that i have for example um I, I don't spend enough time on social media to actually see the hype train coming anymore. So I would say like, yeah, if you watch YouTube and you see there's this product that kind of stands out and it's not really, really like out there yet. But if you wait two weeks and you see at least like a 20% increase on the awareness of this product, then you should just, uh, yeah, take that risk. You know, doing business is always, uh, always risky. taking risks. Yeah. Yeah. So you had uh, about four years ago, you actually had this big, um, you know, what was it like a type of tube that you could sway through the air and then you fill it with air and then it becomes like a couch. Oh. You know, that, that product, like literally like from the one week until the next week, it just blew up all over Instagram. And there were people who made a lot of money with that. So it's just, yeah, kind of keeping your eyes open. If you see there's something that's getting really popular, you know, um, yeah. And for example, like maybe you don't spend that much time on social media, but you notice, well, your friends are talking about this or like there's something everyone's doing. There's like a joke or there's a dance. 
you know, try to see what it is and then just try to make your own uh, opinion and evaluate the situation. So, yeah, it's always also having a little bit of insight and sometimes it's thinking out of the box. But in some cases, um, yeah, you just need to see what other people are doing. This is a, a advice one of my friends gives everyone he meets. But he says that the wheel has already been invented. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Maybe you can improve on the wheel, but it's a proven concept that works. So you can just copy it. And if someone is getting certain results and you copy that exactly or improve on it, you're supposed to get the same results, if not better. You know, uh, yeah, good artist copy and great artist steal. <laughs> so, and what would be the best platforms to do e-commerce on? Would you recommend Amazon FBA or eBay or Shopify or starting your own e-commerce store maybe? What are your uh, thoughts on it? I, so, like, well, here in Holland where I am, we have uh, a store called Bulb.com, which is uh, which is like the Dutch Amazon. We don't have Amazon here. We do have Amazon in Germany and you can ship certain products from Germany to Holland. Um, so I, I think like as a whole in general, people should look at the platform in their country that's available to them. I know Amazon is widely available in most countries. I would say personally, Amazon or something like that. The reason why is there are people on Amazon looking for that product that you have. And if you have good reviews or if your price is the lowest or if you have the best quality, that person is going to take your product. And there are like certain strategies behind it. I know there's a like a, a meme going around about how um, if shipping is not included, you and you charge, yeah. let's say the price is like $20 and you charge $250 extra for shipping and there's a package deal where including shipping is $23 that people will take that deal you know so there are certain psychological things behind it but the point is because you are on that website that website has a name for it that's trusted and traffic is being driven to that name or to that website if you do Shopify by yourself you need to get the traffic yourself which costs you ads marketing a lot of time um, just yeah it's a lot of things that you have to do yourself and a lot of investment you have to do and then when you get the traffic to your page it's not even given that they're gonna buy your product so yeah amazon is you have what someone's looking for and you're just presenting it to them so i was saying that yeah and that way it's uh it's much easier but if you are really successful on amazon and you you know what you're doing and you have a really good product or products then i would say yeah you know go on uh, on instagram dm a few uh, big pages tell them you want to do like a paid promotion to send traffic to your instagram page and then sell on your instagram page with shopify because there's a there's a new update with instagram now that um if you have an instagram store that people don't even have to leave the app anymore they can just make the payment and buy the product in the app so yeah i would think that's the next step after getting the experience on amazon or yeah and when you look at it but when you look at amazon there's like a ton of competition so 
I mean, if I if I bought an if I sold on Amazon, Amazon can underprice me, and then people also look on eBay, and eBay is like always like damn cheap. <laughs> I mean, maybe half of them are scams, but they're always like much much cheaper than Amazon if you look at it. Don't you think like the competition is going to you know decrease the results? Well, I I think there is competition, but I think if I'm not mistaken, there's like 15 million products sold per minute on Amazon. Which is insane. If you can't get a tiny piece out of that 15 million per minute, then you really need to look at your business model. Um, I don't know. It's also, I think, um, like business has a lot to do with your mindset. So sometimes you, yeah, it's not easy, you know. Otherwise, everyone would do it. So sometimes you do face certain challenges, but it's not like. You sit back like, oh damn, this challenge is really beating me up. I'm just gonna quit or something. You're like, oh damn, there's this challenge. You know, don't think in problems. Think in solutions. How am I gonna get over this? You know, if there's my competitor is able to sell this product at five dollars less than me and still make a product or profit, how are they doing that? How is that possible? Is it because they're selling low quality, or is it because they have a better supplier, or they just have cheaper distribution costs you know find out what your competitors are doing and do it better than them you know um the the owner of walmart he has a really interesting business concept which i never actually thought of uh, before i read uh, his autobiography but he said that if you want to make a lot of money it's easier to make a lot of money by selling a lot of products with a small markup than selling a few products with a big markup and he was literally one of the richest people when he died his net worth was like 120 billion dollars and it's spread now to his uh, two children i think but if someone can get to that level by selling a lot of cheap stuff and not having a big markup on that you know it shows you it is possible so yeah i don't know There's a lot of factors at play. I'm not gonna deny that, but there's always a way and there's always a solution. You just need to be creative or willing enough to find it. Like one more thing, if you think about it, right? There are millions of vendors on it um, on Amazon of people selling on Amazon. People less capable than you and people in worse situations than you. If they can do it, why can't you do it? That's correct. <laughs> you know, like it's it sounds cliche, but it's true. You know, if other people can do it, and people less capable than you, younger than you, in a worse condition than you, in a worse financial state than you, like there are people less capable doing more. How? Why? Why can't you do it? You know, it's a lot of the time you have to look inward and actually, yeah, work on your mindset, think with solutions and not with problems. And but the thing about like say Walmart is since you picked the owner of Walmart, so the thing about Walmart is they can have I don't know a million superstores all over the world, and if like ten fill, there's nothing gonna happen. But then I don't think like the average person can have more than one or two warehouses because the costs are gonna increase. So it's hard for them to sell at a small markup because they have to maintain their costs as well when you do e-com. That's that's true, but then again. Everyone starts at zero, as did Walmart. 
But then Walmart like started a bit earlier than all of us, right? They already built a brand in the name of groceries. And then after that, from groceries, they shifted to e-commerce because they built walmart.com. And then because they already had a brand, they were able to make money here as well, like online. But then like the average person, they can't like, I'm not sure if they can sell at a small markup and keep the costs of say having a warehouse or having say a garage or something to keep their products in low. That's, that, yeah, that makes a fair point. And maybe it's not possible in the beginning, but then try to do a bigger markup to just kind of get some money that you can invest back into, uh, yeah, storage space or warehouse space, or worst case, go do dropshipping then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, people are doing it in many different ways. I wouldn't say there's like one recipe to success or actually making sales you know just yeah follow your own intuition see what opportunities get presented to you and just be creative like that's i think that's the biggest thing to problem solving if you look at other entrepreneurs over the the last let's say 50 years and stuff people have done and solutions they have come up with it's it's insane you know it's so inspirational i would say to just hear the stories of other entrepreneurs and what they did like elon musk for example he and his brother rented out a frat house and held parties even though he's not even the party type he's a massive <laughs> introvert to be able to pay his rent or there's there's a guy that's this story actually blew my mind there's a guy in america he had a product called pet rock so what he did is, I don't know if you know about this. Yeah, the, the pet truck, like he made it a big hype. Yes, exactly. He made it a hype. He didn't even go on the hype train. <laughs> he made it a hype. So um, yeah, that also comes back to like, sometimes people don't buy your product, but they buy the story behind it. But yeah, that's like super creative solutions that these people have come up with. And I don't know, I also think that has to do with their mindset, you know, if they said like, yeah, it's impossible or these people, my competitors, they're they're doing this and this and I can never get to that level. You know, it's, it's yeah, like I understand it's hard because you're standing here and they're like up here. But if you really think about it, even though they might have started earlier than you, everyone starts at zero, you know, so it's just about yeah advancing doing what you have to do to get to a higher level and yeah one day you will get there you know it's like small changes equal to big results if you have a mountain in front of you and someone says move the mountain you're gonna think like yeah are you are you insane like it's impossible but if you start like taking away stones every day you know before you know it you're gonna have a massive chunk out of the mountain and in the process of removing those stones, you're gonna think of better, more efficient ways to remove the stones and you're gonna get better at it. And it's gonna become easier to move that mountain away. So I can actually That's smart. Do, I can actually do a little analogy for you, right? I don't really have a lot here. See here, another little hype thing. <laughs> but uh, let's say let's say this is you, the small little cube, right? You are down here. Okay. Oh, damn, you can't see that way. Okay. This is you. Little cube right over there. And uh, can you see it? 
Uh, no, I don't think I, and I can see the key. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay. So this is you, right? You want this. You want to stand here on top of this mountain. This is where whatever you define success as your supercar, your house, financial freedom, whatever it is you want to achieve and you want to be. So you need to go here, right? And this is this is really what you want. You feel it deep inside your core. This is, this is your wildest dream. This is what you want in life. And this is like pretty wife, nice car, beach vacation, whatever, you know? This over here, this is your excuses, your problems, um, negative thoughts, all, all bad things in your life. It stands between you and your dream. The problem is when you are down here, you're looking up against this. You can't see the bigger picture, you know? But the thing is this obstacle, these thoughts, these problems are so much lower, so much smaller than this level. All you have to do, and I know it's hard, is to overcome this small obstacle that's in your way to actually get to this level. And the more you practice and actually try to get over this obstacle, the better you're gonna get at it and the easier it's gonna become. And then, yeah, one day it's just gonna come naturally and you're just gonna wake up one day and look back and think like, whoa, look how far I've come. I never expected to, to reach this level. So yeah, it's a great analogy. <laughs> yeah, but if you if you really think about it, it is true. You know, it's like this small thing that you're making such a big problem is actually much smaller than the bigger picture, the thing that you really want. And most people in life let this little middle part hold them back, and that's the reason why they're not successful. And that's why a lot of entrepreneurs say like read books. It's not because they want everyone to like waste their time not working on a business reading books so they can get ahead in life. It's because by reading books, you get a wider picture on life. You get a better mindset and you start to think in different ways. So I would say if you're, if you're not a reader, watch YouTube. Um, especially look at failures of other entrepreneurs because you can learn from those failures without having to make them yourself so yeah just learn from others I would say that's like the biggest key towards success because other people have done what you want to do why waste time and try to try things that didn't work or yeah things that do work and you try to do it in a different way yeah and what do you think of you know gary vaynerchuk right yes yes I'm yeah sorry gary yeah and he has this famous flipping strategy where he goes to the dollar store and garage sales every weekend and he sees something that's clearly at a bargain price and he buys it and then he comes and sells it on ebay you think that's a good place to start um <laughs> well See, like, I think Gary does it as a hobby. And what Gary does on that aspect, I used to do that as well. I used to do that years ago. And although I did make some good money, I think like the time ratio with that, like how much you're earning, depending on where you are located, if you're located somewhere where there are like a bunch of garage sales and people have no idea what the prices are, of the stuff they're selling, I would say go for it. But 
Where I live in Holland, there's barely any garage sales. And when someone sells something, like they, they're really stingy. They don't want to negotiate with the price. I mean, a MacBook from like 2009, which is 10 years old, is probably still worth like almost 600 or 700 dollars here, which oh. is mental. Because <laughs> who would think that much? But you know, like things don't really depreciate here as much as they're supposed to. So I, I think it depends on where you're located. But the way Gary does it, I think that's just, yeah, that's like a hobby and that's fun for him. And I honestly don't think if you want to really like make enough money to save funds to start a business, that that's the way to go. If you want to make an extra income, you know, uh, on top of your base salary, or if you want to make like maybe a little bit more than minimum wage, yeah, that that's a great uh, yeah, that's a great thing to do. And maybe sometimes you make a little bit more money, maybe sometimes you make a little bit less money, but I don't think that's the way to go to earn 20, 30k a month. That's uh, yeah, that's definitely not gonna get you there unless you really strike gold. And do you think a better product to start with would be something expensive, like say furniture or say electronics? Because what you can do is you could buy something in China for $200 and then you could come and sell it in the US for $400 to $500 and you make a $200 to $300 profit in the middle. Or do you think you should just stick to necessities such as toothpaste, toothbrushes and other stuff that don't perish so quickly? Oh, I, I think that's a good um that's a good business model but unless you have the funds to actually go to china and go inspect the product yourself and know what you're buying then i wouldn't really advise it because the thing is like i've dealt with the chinese and it's not it's not like uh discriminating or anything but the thing is with them is when they manufacture a product for you you have to agree on every single part if you don't agree on a certain type of quality of this even the screws they will try to put in the cheapest product they possibly can to save money i'm not i'm not even joking they really really try to save money wherever they can so especially with products that are more expensive uh, if the quality is not good and you sell it to someone for $500 and it breaks a couple of days later, they're not going to be happy and you're going to be in a really sticky situation. So if you can go there and, you know, talk to the suppliers, really make like concrete um, uh, arrangements, then I would say, yeah, that's that's great. Especially like with 3D printers, which is also, excuse me. 3d printers which are really like it's a rising market or even like uh, virtual reality glasses those types of things that are growing rapidly for stuff like that if you can get a good supplier that's definitely worth it because yeah your markup on one product is is great you know if you sell 10 of those products you already have two two thousand a month so profit you know profit <laughs> which is uh, which is really nice, you know. That's uh, that's comfortable because for you, for example, I assume you're still living with your parents. If you have two thousand a month to reinvest in something else, you know that's that's a lot of money. And over the course of one year, can you imagine twenty-four thousand? 
Yes, exactly. That's that's if you just save it, which I don't advise necessarily. <laughs> but yeah, in theory, yes. And what do you think should be a good starting capital? Like, if I wanted to say start an e-commerce business as soon as possible, how much capital should I have at the start? Depending on what you want to do, I would say it's possible to start with a hundred dollars or less. But doesn't Amazon FBA cost forty dollars a month? So how is hundred dollars going to work? <laughs> um, but that's that's per month, and in Europe it's twenty dollars actually, depending oh. on uh, on what uh, package you take. But that's that, yeah. See the thing is like with hundred dollars, like the idea is that you will make profit before the end of the month. You know, otherwise <laughs> you obviously need a lot more. But if you don't live if you live with your parents and you don't have any any other costs you don't have to pay for food you don't have to pay for anything you know i would say like take as much of your save of your savings as you can and just uh, just go all in um because the the concept about going all in is quite interesting uh there's uh, there was actually a warrior in the in the 1400s i think and he would take his uh, his group of Vikings. They would go to islands and attack the islands. And what they would do when they arrive is actually set their ships on fire, so they have no way to leave. And the thing with that is, like, once you're all in, once like you have no return, no plan B, is like you have to make plan A work. So if you go all in with all your savings, like you're gonna do a lot more effort than you would have if you just do a couple of, couple of hundred bucks and you think, oh, I'll see how it goes. But if you put all your savings into it, you're like, whoa, I have to make this work, otherwise I have nothing. And if you fail and you end up with nothing, like it's not the worst thing in the world, I would say. Like you get experience from it, which is great. And you'll get that money back. You know, money is in abundance. It's all around us literally every single person you meet has money some people have a lot of it some people don't have a lot of it but everyone has money so it's just up to you to convince them to take the money from their pocket and put it into yours so the money will come back again but that experience like that that might necessarily never come back and yeah having that experience when you try again you know you're wiser and smarter and you're already one step ahead, I would say. So yeah, life life is short. Life is long, but it's short. You know, <laughs> take take risks because yeah, there has literally been millions and I mean millions of people before you who've had the same type of mediocre life, I would say. You know, some people who worked in an office building doing admin, pushing papers. Some of those papers like They've been burned, they've been destroyed, they've been archived, nobody even looks at it anymore. Like their lives are pretty much completely wasted, almost for nothing. You know, that might sound mean, but literally millions of people have their lives. Yeah, it has no impact on your life right now. It has no impact on our society right now. So that's that's pretty depressing actually. Um, if you go to a, to an elderly house, that's like the worst place in the world to be because there's so much like sadness and regret regret yeah exactly you know if, like 
wasted potential almost so don't don't go down that path you know too many people have done it before take risks you know let people call you freaking crazy you know just make the most out of your life because in the end it will definitely be worth it <laughs> that was that was really good so yeah i would say like i don't know just mm-hmm. just try stuff you know keep on trying keep on trying until something works there are success stories and everything there are people who have been successful selling glue people have been successful selling glass literally there's been someone who's been successful in every aspect if you look in your room right now you have like a little protector behind you there's there's someone who's been successful selling green screens or tents you know who's made millions your headset you have on right now there's someone who's made millions from that your glasses your shirt even the paint on the wall behind you you know there's opportunity in abundance there's money in abundance there's also excuses in abundance that's why (laughs) most people aren't successful because it's excuses 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 but if you think in abundance if you think in opportunities your life will change completely you you look at it like when i look at it that way so because when I saw people like Gary V have a podcast, I'm like, I'm never going to get there. But then like one day I decided to start and today I'm sitting with you. Exactly. See, so you just have so to awesome. start. Yeah. Yeah, man, you're doing really well. Just, just work on your mindset. You know, if you focus on yellow cars, if you're into yellow cars, I can guarantee you everywhere you look, you're going to notice yellow cars. If you're into a certain type of, uh, I don't know, like, hamburger you'll see that hamburger pop up everywhere (laughs) but if you're into excuses and failures that's gonna pop up everywhere that's gonna become your reality so yeah like you started with this podcast that's great you know starting is already the first step that's already like being victorious over those excuses and just doing a little bit you know you're gonna get there it's uh it's progress and then the good part about e-commerce is that you can stay at home and work and you don't have to like go to you know workplace or go like a factory or something to work exactly exactly man like let me show you something and one thing that's a little bit better than that is i'll show you this this is my instagram yeah i literally travel all over the world and I can just earn (laughs) from my laptop and my phone while friends of mine, family of mine wake up in the morning and alarm screaming in their ear they hate it (laughs) I have to commute in a shitty train or traffic just to go work somewhere and make someone else reach I read a book a couple of years back and it had such a big impact on me I think it was called Coffee Cup Economics but it had this little quote on the side of the page and it was a, a boss he took his worker outside and he told his worker like look up at those hills do you see that big house there on the top if you come in early every day and you're the last to leave and you give 110 percent and you just do your best you give your life to this company then one day that house on top of the hill will be mine <laughs> and that's, and true. that's true yeah nobody's ever gonna pay you more than you are worth nobody 
You know, people are selfish. They always want the best deal. And especially in the workplace environment, like the value that you provide and the amount of money you get in return, it's, you can't even compare it, you know? So, yeah. I mean, we all have the same amount of hours per day. We all have opportunities. We all have advantages. We all have problems in our life, but it's about who you are and what you make with it, where you end up in life. No, you, you're the captain of your own ship. You're literally one decision away from an entirely different lifestyle. So don't don't get caught up in those excuses and those fears. And the judgment of other people. Yes, that's, that's, that's the worst. That <laughs> is the absolute worst in life. You know, like no matter what you do, if you're successful, people are going to hate you. If you're not successful, people are going to hate you. <laughs> you know, like, no matter what you do, there's always going to be someone who hates you. So what, what should you do in life? Just do nothing? Well, then people are still going to hate you. So <laughs> there's literally no way to win with it. You know, people are always going to hate you. So, yeah, I don't know. Like people in a lesser position than you will always hate you. I've never heard of someone that's in a higher position that hates a lower person. Unless you're like rising in the ranks and you're going for that person's place, then maybe, but it's always a lesser person who's uh, who's throwing hate out there and doesn't want you to succeed because it's just reflecting their own failures in life and them resulting in nothing and them, yeah, feeling self-aware that someone else can actually chase their dreams and do what they love while they are miserable in life. And getting back to e-commerce, so yes. what are some of <laughs> So, what can a newbie expect as profit margins? Should they be like low, like five to six percent, or could they be like somewhat high, like twelve to fifteen percent? I mean, if you look at Amazon as a company, they make a net profit margin of around four percent, and they make a gross margin of around forty percent. So it depends on the product that you are selling. Um, there are some people whose profit are 250%. I'm not even lying. <laughs> so it, yeah, it depends on what you're selling, but I would say, yeah, about like 10, 15%. That's a, that's a good range to be in if you're selling on Amazon, you know? Uh, you do need to sell quite a few number of products to uh, to actually like get a sustainable income. But the thing is, like once once you actually just start, then you're gonna learn what's working, what's not working, and it's gonna yeah, you're just gonna learn the game. I think that's the most important part. So many people are just afraid to start because they they think they're not gonna make a profit or. They're not gonna make much enough money, or they're gonna waste time. So I would say just just start, try it, and you'll get the experience. And also, like once you're in the game, like you're gonna research certain problems that you have, and you're gonna meet like-minded people, and you, your reality is gonna become more in the heading of Amazon selling or e-commerce, and that's gonna draw a lot of yeah relevant things into your life and you're just going to become more of an expert and it's you're you're just going to advance like no matter what you do in life like the more time you spend on something you're going to get better at it it's just it's a given so just 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 do 
Yeah, so you'd still recommend Amazon for hype train e-commerce as well. Say again? So you'd still recommend Amazon for the hype train kind of e-commerce? Well, 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 it depends what situation you're in. If you just have Amazon available to you, yes, go on Amazon. You know, like as more people are gonna join join the hype train, like make sure your price is the lowest or you have the best quality. But definitely try to be one of the first ones on the hype train on on Amazon. Alternatively, if you are on Instagram, which is like has a billion users right now, and you have any type of page, travel page, meme page, fitness page, and you have a substantial amount of followers, if you see a hype train, launch a Shopify store and just promote that to your followers. So yeah, or do both, you know, start a new Instagram and then contact some big pages, do some promotion, get some traffic to your page and sell on both. You know, the more traffic you get on your products, the higher the chances of you selling them. Yeah, that's correct. So, I mean, like, honestly, honestly, like this is like a little gem of mine, I would say, no matter what business you're in, no matter what you're doing, start any type of Instagram page. You know, like maybe you're not earning from your followers right now, but they are there. It's like a, it's like an email list that you have that you can just tap into and everyone who follows you has some amount of money. It's just about, yeah, you getting them to give it to you. So no matter what product you sell, no matter what book you sell, no matter what service you sell, no matter what you do in life, get a following. And it doesn't have to be a personal brand. It can be a page in any niche, but having a following gives you leverage and leverage is what can help you advance in life. You just need to know how to use it properly. <laughs> and the thing is that you get, you're easily able to drive traffic. Like once you get 10K followers, you can do the swipe up thing. And then yes. you can make people swipe up and you can do that like say once a day and you'd be able to sell a ton. Like a ton, yeah. isn't it? Like a ton. <laughs> I think I think like a good uh, a good average is like 4%. Between 2 to 4% of people actually visit your store, actually buys, uh, buys your products. So if you have uh, 10K followers, depending on how active they are, you know, there's a substantial number of people you can actually sell to. And of course, like if you have a good product or if you have a good service, like those people you sell to are gonna tell their friends, they're gonna tell their coworkers, they're gonna tell their family members, you know, like it's just gonna grow exponentially. But the other way around, like if your product is absolute garbage, you know, it falls apart even before they open the packaging, <laughs> like that word's gonna spread as well, even faster than the good news. Trust me. And how do you like fix like customer mindset? Like imagine you sell a garbage product. I mean, of course it comes about as an accident or a surprise or something, but then you sell a garbage product and you have a ton of bad customer reviews. So are there any tips to fix that? I would say customer service. Like you can be a freaking Hulk, wolf mindset, killing entrepreneur, working hours and hours per day and not taking bullshit from anyone. But when it comes to your customers, be modest. I mean, freaking like, don't quote me on this. Don't like lie about your product, but just like, 
I don't know, do whatever it takes to calm down your customer and actually help them resolve the product. I can guarantee you, if you have a bad product, but your customer service is really good, then that customer will be satisfied and maybe even return again. But if your product is bad and your customer service is also bad, then yeah, that will that will ruin you. You might as well start over. So I would say like, yeah, customer is number one, you know? If that customer is telling you you are the worst piece of shit in the world, <laughs> like don't don't agree with them, but just like yeah, okay, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Like, what can I do to resolve this matter for you? Like, be sincere, be modest, be calm, and just just take the punch. In the long run, it will be worth it. And once you once you reach a certain level, you don't have to handle all this nonsense anymore. You get a team. Uh, you can even hire like customer call centers nowadays. <laughs> you know, like, once you advance, like you don't have to deal with that. Then you have to go to the next level, the next problem. You know, the higher you go in life, the different yeah. uh, types of problems. Yeah, uh, new problems. Yeah. And do you believe in the old quote: "The customer is always right." Is that correct? The customer can be lying, you know. Well, see, like what I've what I've. Uh, Realize it's like yeah, sometimes you do have the customers who who lie or a customer who uses your service, and like completely, like uses it to the max and then still requests a refund or switch out products. You always have bad apples in life, but generally most people aren't like that. Generally, people are actually quite honest and good, and yeah, sometimes you have those customers in there. Personally, what I usually do is I. Uh, I do like three rounds talking to a customer. You know, I would say like, what is the problem? How can we resolve it? This is the situation what happened. I'll repeat that process again, and I'll repeat that process again. But if a customer still then doesn't want to work together with the solution, and still is complaining, still shouting at me while I'm staying calm, then yeah, it's a lost cause. But I found yeah, generally, like if you stay calm, talking to a customer and you're sincere that actually that sets the tone for the conversation and the customer does calm down and the customer does want to work with you towards a solution so always in anything in life you will always have like the the extremists but those are so little that you don't really have to worry about that and i and i mean yeah that's that's about your mindset you know you can let that customer get to you or you can just handle the situation get on with it go on with your day you know it's all it's all up to you and then to wrap up the podcast i just wanted to ask your thoughts on marketing I mean, you didn't mention that grow a big instagram following and then promote on instagram but what are some other ways and other tips to promote your products I mean, like not everyone uses instagram well um not everyone uses instagram which is true but if you think about it like a couple of years back even maybe still 10 years ago the way people got reached with uh, marketing was they used to watch television and then in between programs you get some ads yeah nowadays people watch on demand hbo netflix, netflix. um hubo all kinds of things youtube you even have youtube premium now you know <laughs> so people are watching on demand so you can't get those ads to them in that way anymore then you also had the radio 
where people used to, used to get ads in between uh, talk shows or after a song. But nowadays, people are listening to Spotify, iTunes, podcasts. So that's not working anymore. Then you also had billboards and you had like posters like, uh, yeah. next to the roads. But nowadays, people are just staring down at their phone. So I would say the single most effective way to reach people right now is Facebook and Instagram marketing. You know, that's there's like more than a billion people on Instagram. I think it's like two point something billion on Facebook. You know, that's where the attention is at right now. And ads are getting more expensive. So yeah, unless like you have a specific product, I would say do your ads right now. And if you don't have a specific product, grow a page. And I mean, it's actually not that hard. Like I personally have quite a number of pages in different niches. What I do is I invest about two hours per week where I sit down, I sit to make content and I really just focus. I try to like make my time as effective as possible. Then I go on an app called Buffer, costs 15 bucks a month. And in Buffer, I schedule all my posts with the captions, with the hashtags, and I plan it out for a whole week. Like I research the times when people are most active on Instagram. And I just let this program do its thing. While I'm in a plane flying to Bali or going to Hong Kong, whatever I might be doing, this app's working for me. You know, I'm not investing that time. I'm not doing anything. So once once I land or maybe a couple of days later, I check uh, all my pages. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's great. You know, oh, wow, this page is growing like a thousand followers per day. Whoa. You know, that's, that's so crazy because I'm not even doing anything, you know, I just invest a small amount of time once per week and then I'm actually growing my marketing list that I can tap to any time that I want to. So yeah, a lot of a lot of time it's also about working smart and yeah, most things that you do takes up the most time initially to get that structure, to get that base, but once you have that, to just maintain it is really easy. So I would say Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. You don't have to spend hours on it yourself per day because it's a big distraction, but definitely try to tap into that market with some way. And do you think you should hire an SMMA or do you think you should do it yourself, like a social media marketing agency? depending on how valuable your time is. If, you, if you're already making $30,000 a month, I would say definitely get an agency to do that for you. If you're making $5,000 a month, do it yourself. You know, like you don't even have to buy a course from someone selling you junk. Just do some research, go on Google. There are countless blogs, videos, podcasts of people explaining everything that you need to know or just study other people doing it. If you see people who are actually successful in doing it, study them for like a week or two weeks, see what they're doing, see what's working for them, and then just copy it. It's really not that hard. Like, honestly, it's really not that hard. And so you're saying I can do that by myself? (laughs) Definitely. There are people younger than you doing it. Ah, okay. 
agree and also would you recommend facebook or instagram <laughs> because facebook has around 3 billion monthly users so if you are if you're doing like paid um like paid promotion and depending on your target market if your target market is the youth i would say instagram because that's where the youth set young people don't really use facebook all that much anymore it's a uh, yeah the popularity has really gone down so if you're talking about it's the youth and you're on a tight budget instagram if your target market is some older people if you have some nice polo shirts that you're selling or some nice leather shoes or belts or if you're selling like a golf set or something that's more catered to people that's older i would say go to facebook and if you have a product that's like for the general market i would say do both at least try to do both and if you have a product or a program just doing posts for you for free and you're not doing uh, like paid advertisements then it's still like a passive marketing strategy that you're applying without you really doing any effort and it's free so yeah it anything you do in life depends on what your goal is or what you want to do it's always like think about what you want to achieve or what you want to get and then work from that backwards rather than thinking well that's the thing i want to reach and it's so far ahead and how am i ever going to reach it rather think imagine you're already there and think how do i work backwards until where i am right now and then just write down some steps and implement them thank you so much for being on my podcast christian you are very welcome <laughs>